The following contest being recorded on location in Mexico uh, to avoid the draft. Start the show. Bienvenidos a Opinions con Negro. Yo soy Damien. Please, send us water. Él está os with. Bienvenidos, mi amigos. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. Um... Entonces, está Damien, Mayates, y Información, y Cerveza, está Opinions con Negro, <laughs> yeah boy, that two and a half years of Spanish came in handy, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm D. Randall, and uh, I'm, I'm nursing a little bit of congestion. I was in bed all weekend, which is why we're, you know, we're recording this on a Sunday night. On oh, Sunday night, avoid it. We're uh, we're dodging the draft as well as that coronavirus. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, I might have it. We don't know. <laughs> um, but needless to say, because I am taking some over the counter stuff, I will not be. Joining Oz in, in, in libations this evening. That's cool. Hey, hey. More, more for me. I uh, oh I bought I I did I did pick up some, some cherry coke. Uh, so I don't end up just going off the handles, going straight. Well, you know we can do that still. Um, I don't know. So I don't go get completely off the rails. Um, uh, how how was your week? Uh, besides getting sick, it was it was okay. I, I went and saw. Uh, I, I participated in the annual African American tradition of going to see Bad Boys on MLK Day, which is my first year honoring that tradition. And I will say that I actually enjoyed it. Okay, I, okay, I enjoyed it. I was a lot of people are saying the same. Yeah, thing. I, I was mildly surprised. Sony is already uh, ready to go with a. Doing a Bad Boys four, I can see how they can do that. Um, uh, so I, I mean, I had my, I had my reservations, and I had me, many. And let me just tell you, um, as far as the press tour goes, Martin looks sick of Will. <laughs> Martin looked all the way sick of Will. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like like you want to fight him. I just in the way that every every fucking interview they go to. Will got some sage wisdom for your ass. Yep. And Martin's just over here just kind of like, did we get paid already? <laughs> <laughs> Martin just giving the minimum amount. Yep. And he looking over and Will, did, did you see the video? Will, they it looked like they were um, going through initial weapons training. <laughs> yes. And then, and the dude and the dude put the he he held the gun up. Wrong, and he was pointing at somebody, and Will did the little quick Jet Li move and pointed the gun down. And Martin looking like, Really, nigga? Take all that? 
Hey man, West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen a couple jammies in his life. You know, he ain't got time for that. It's, it's so you know, yeah. Martin looked all the way sick of Will, but hey, if they if they down to go get the bag again, let them go get the bag again. So shout out to them. Um, hopefully, hopefully they get a, they get that Fast and Furious bag. Let's go, Bad Boys Four, Five, Six. Why not? Well. <laughs> At their age, I don't know if they can, but um, yeah, well, why not? Let's, let's be real. <laughs> At Martin's age, I don't know if they yeah, can. Yeah, that's true. Will Smith, Will Smith, he, he Will Smith is in better shape than my thirty-six-year-old ass. The crazy part is they're like the same age. It's true. It's true. And, but just that age on Martin looks way different. <laughs> yes, than it does on Will. One of them is taking care of themselves. <laughs> the other one is Martin Lawrence. Right. <laughs> God damn. Um, so I want so um for the opening, I want to try something new. Um, we rail on a lot of people on this show, and we will continue to rail on a lot of people on this show. Absolutely. But one of the things that I have taken, uh, I joke about it, um, listening to Joe Budden's podcast. But one of the things he's always said, in when it comes to his beefs, when it comes to anything is start with love. And I believe that. I believe that that is, a, that is an honest-to-God thing that I think would do a lot of people way more good. So in the sense of starting with love, um, we're going to start every episode, if possible, giving flowers while giving flowers to somebody while they're here. Yeah. And it really came from we lost John Witherspoon last last year, y'all. Yeah. Out of nowhere, bro. And that's one of those people where I would have given him his flowers while he's here. Yeah. And I don't want to. I don't want to do shoulda woulda couldas. Uh, I want to be the part of that change. So I'm gonna give flowers to people I appreciate whilst they're here, because um, you just never know, and especially today. Um, given that we've lost somebody, we'll get into that later. You just never know. So having said that, I want to give my flowers this week to John Boyega. Hmm. Finn. FN2187. Um, John Boyega, to me, especially during a Star Wars rollout, is just the epitome of what I would like to think I would be like if I ever got fucking famous. Like he is all he all he is just always so grateful, seeming, mm-hmm. and he has fun. Like he genuinely has fun with this shit when the Star Wars rollouts happen. I remember when 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 they first did what was it Force Awakens? They did the premiere in London, and he brought all his hood niggas from he, London. He brought all the yardies out. All them yardies came out. Buh, 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 buh. <laughs> And it was the most amazing shit I ever seen. He looked at the and he looked at the lady with the microphone. I'm in a Star Wars movie, damn it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to have a good ass time. Fuck the bullshit. And he does this every time he comes out, and he's just walking and he just goes around doing impressions of people and pulling little stunts. Yep. Um, um, you know he he does a he does a, a, an amazing Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> With his grumpy ass, one one the one thing that I really always appreciate about John Boyega is that he is a person who 
has fun with his success. He doesn't make success seem like a burden. Exactly. Whereas you, you see other people who get placed in that position of high visibility and, and, and sudden success, and for them, they wear it like a burden. He seems to truly enjoy and appreciate um, everything that he's receiving um, with the the sudden success of being a part of this franchise. And that's and that's something that a lot of people take for granted is that we, we spend so much time chasing our dreams when so many people fulfill their dreams or reach their dreams, they feel like it's a burden. They feel like it's a job all of a sudden. And it's refreshing to see someone who still enjoys it as if tomorrow's not promised. Facts. And making sure that he can secure the bag and, and establish something for his people um, if he never gets a Star Wars bag again. Uh, he just bought his parents a house. A uh, big-ass house, apparently. Because they look mad happy. <laughs> they just—they look pleased as motherfucking punch. Well, you know, them African parents are like, oh, yeah, boy. <laughs> You're doing good, boy. Oh, um, God, there's a big house. Who's going to pay for all this electricity, though, boy? <laughs> Did you just see some old people in a big-ass house with wall units? <laughs> that was my generic African accent. A la <laughs> Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> Oh man, um, so yeah, I, I definitely want to give my flowers to John Boyega, man. Like, keep shout out to him, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, keep being the epitome of gratefulness. Um, hopefully, you know, if I ever if I ever get famous, which is just not really on my docket, uh, I not as far as expectations, but if I ever do. I would definitely want to look like him. Uh, so, with all the niceties are out of the way, humans ain't shit. Uh, this week's humans ain't shit. Um, you know, lately I've been talking a lot about classism and how niggas are mad classist and they don't even realize it. I came to the conclusion this week, yesterday as a matter of fact, that one, that one of the ways you can tell that niggas are mad classist and don't even realize it is that it is considered ghetto or it is, con- is considered low class or hood to eat hot dogs on regular bread. Huh? Hot dogs on regular bread is considered hood or ghetto. Okay, I have a serious question. Go ahead. Um, what are hot What are hot dog buns made from? Bread. And the difference between bread and bread? None. Huh. Let's go. In case you missed it, let's go back over why that's stupid. Hot dog buns are made of bread. Bread is made of bread. (laughs) So, let me get this straight. I already have bread in my house. Everybody should have bread in the house. I mean, if if you're making groceries, you know, if 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 you're getting all your groceries together, bread ought to be on the list. You know, if we're cutting carbs, we don't really need bread. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because I I should be trying to get bread out of the diet. Um, But 
on an average, just the average human who's not who's not out here trying to get their Idris body on, bread is usually makes it on the grocery list. Yeah, it's a staple. It's a staple. So you telling me I already got bread as a staple, and and a plentiful amount. The average, the average uh, nature's own is give you a pretty good amount of bread. Amen. Hey, um. So I already got bread. And you telling me that if I want to eat hot dogs instead of a sandwich, I got to get some more bread that's shaped differently. And it comes in a different count pack than the hot dogs? I was just about to say, not only that, when I get the hot dog, when I get the hot dog bread, I don't even have enough hot dog bread to cover the amount in a pack of hot dogs. You, you know who's quick to take a hot link? And heat it up and roll it up with a piece of bread with some cheese in it. Oz, that would also be me. Oz, okay, okay. In I, your face. In your fucking face. Ain't got time for y'all in this shit, man. Talking about clap. Talk about talking about that's hood. That's ghetto. Suck my dick. Just mad because you overpaid for some damn hot dogs. Because you overpaid for some shit that won't even cover all the hot dogs you bought. Moron. Fuck out of here! What is wrong with y'all? What is wrong with y'all? This is some classes bullshit. Just trying to keep you buying things like society does. Most things in society are a a hamster wheel to keep you buying shit. And this, I think, is the most simple example I can think of: hot dogs, hot dog buns, bread, and classism. All together. Y'all ain't shit. Y'all ain't shit. Song of the week, bro. <laughs> song of the week. I wanna I wanna dedicate this week's song of the week uh to Lizzo. Oh yeah. I'm just saying, man, I'm a lot of people complain about her about her attire lately in, in every week. I I have zero complaints. I just want to put it out there. I have zero complaints. Um, I'm a I'm a proponent of it. I hope it continues. Um, and uh, yeah, um, I'm just gonna throw it to this joint. This is Big Sean and Cash Doll. Was so good. This oh. was this one's for you, Lizzo. And we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Metro on the beat, Metro on the beat. Yeah, like Metro on beat. Yeah, it's so good. Pussy so good. If I could quit my job and fuck you all day shit, I would. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. If I could quit my job and fuck you all this shit, I would. Yeah, it's so good. Pussy so good. If I could quit my job and fuck you all this shit, I would. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. If I could quit my job and fuck you all this shit, I would. I'm a splash, I'm a splash. Pop a pill, I won't even do that half. Do the whole thing, I'ma last, I'ma last. Pussy so good, I never fuck you in the ass. Got a long dick, that shit barely fit. Like OJ Glove, you must have quit. All these other hoes, I must have quit. When you ask me what other bitch you fucking with. I grab you up on some good shit You look back like good shit Got so deep in that bitch it felt spiritual Flooded in that pussy, it's a miracle Yeah, how they know you suck the soul out my dick They made me a piece and started rolling up the zip See, that's the shit I'm talking about That's why I fuck with you I had told all my niggas they won't fuck you too Got mad, told my niggas they can't fuck with you Cause last time we fucked I fell in love with you 
I know my face the perfect tat. You look baby, I'm the dad. Try and fuck so bad, cause that ass so good. Pussy so good. If I could quit my job and fuck you all day shit, I would, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. If I could quit my job and fuck you all day shit, I would. Head so good, pussy so good. If I could quit my job and fuck you all day shit, I would, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. If I could quit my job and fuck you all day, shit, I would. Hair yeah. so good, dick is so good. Yeah. If I can quit my job and fuck you all day, shit, I would. Yeah, yeah I would. Yeah, I would. If I can quit my job and fuck you all day, shit, I would. You can smash, you can smash. Hood nigga, you don't even need a pass. But do you think you up for the task? Cause this a big body beast, please don't crash. Last time I let you fuck, it was amazing shit. Love a nigga who ain't scared to put his face in it. And I still remember every single place you lit. So I fucked the soul out you just to take that shit. I'm a nasty bitch, I can take that shit. Pussy tight as long johns, I'ma make that fit. And I never tell a chick about the pipe I get. Cause if she ever disrespect, I have to fight that bitch. You know that beef stick's so bomb. My nigga asked who pussy is it. I said, Big Sean, trying to make me fall in love, nigga. Don't play. If I can quit my job, then I lay up and fuck you all day. Yeah, it's so good, yeah. pussy so good. If I could quit my job and fuck you all day, shit, I would, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. If I could quit my job and fuck you all this shit, I would. Head so good, pussy so good. If I could quit my job and fuck you all this shit, I would. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. If I could quit my job and fuck you all this shit, I would. You got such a pretty mind. I'd be damned if I did in 69. I can hit this shit until I'm 69. I fuck it. I can hit this shit until I'm six feet down. Deep in the dirt. What you got is too good just to leave in the skirt. Got everybody watching while you leaving from work. Got the preacher watching while you leaving from church. Baby, you know what you work. I'm the only one that know what to do when you take that ass out Sitting on my lap, that shit made me wanna cash out Come inside your face, oh baby, now you can't stop Come inside that pussy, I'ma give your mama grandchild I'ma make you come three times, four times, five times, baby, six times I'ma ask you, is this pussy mine? If you say no, bitch, you lying Cause when I take it out, you start crying I done fucked around and realized you're fine You look good from the front and the back You look, baby, I'm the dad, try and fuck so bad Cause that ass so good Pussy so good. If I could quit my job and fuck you all day shit, I would. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. If I could quit my job and fuck you all day shit, I would. Yeah, it's so good. Pussy so good. If I could quit my job and fuck you all day shit, I would. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. If I could quit my job and fuck you all day shit, I would. Oh my god. That was so good. By Big Sean featuring Cash Doll. Cash Doll fine too. I had I had never gotten a good look at her until recently. I never Cash Doll was good. Huh. I have to pull that up in a second. Some of these some of these chicks, I tell you, I don't I don't invest much in what you, in, in what these artists look like, so I don't be knowing at first. But Cash Doll and Cash Doll and Doja Cat, bad. Um Cash Doll. Oh, Randall is Googling cash doll. Oh, cash with a K. Okay. Um, Let's see. That was for, that was for, that joint was for you, Lizzo. Okay, chocolatey. If I could quit my job and fuck you all day, I would. Um, Randall is currently getting a look at cash doll for the first time. Well, I mean, quitting your job is a little bit of a, a little bit of a stretch. I mean, it's Uh, a stretch, but I'm just saying in the, in the context of, Hip hop metaphors. Yeah, yeah. You know that's that's a that's high praise. I mean, you know, if I'm independently wealthy, I I mean, I probably want to travel a little too. But that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, I mean, you can tra- you can have a sex travel partner. I, well, you can't. I can't. I 
I'm going to completely digress at this point. I was like, you, I was like, you cannot. I, I, I can't. This is a married man, y'all. Don't want to throw him under the bus. Um, we So, coming out of the fuck reform, man, we do have to take a serious moment. I want to take a... Actually, I want to take a serious moment. And because it is... I came from work where I got the news that... Um, Kobe Bryant was killed in a uh, helicopter crash mm-hmm. alongside, I think they've confirmed it now, his daughter. His 13-year-old daughter and uh, three other passengers and the pilot. Um, I want to go ahead and be tasteful about this and also keep it a buck, but still be respectful of what's going on. Because I know it's going to come back I know people that avidly listen to this podcast are going to immediately think because I'm just going to say it. Uh, I have talked cash shit about this man on this podcast more than once. Oh, yeah. Um, and it had this not happened, I would probably continue talking cash shit about this man on this podcast. Let me be very clear about something. I mean, every word I said. At the time, I mean it now. However, um, context and time and place is important. So I am learning. Um, his family didn't do that. The things that he, the things that he may or may, that he did or did not do, which I won't speak on at this moment. His family doesn't need that right now, because it's not just about him. They lost a daughter. And it's one of those things where all that shit to unpack about what he may or may not have done, um, that shit will be there next week. That'll be there next week. That'll be there the week after next. So if anybody came to this podcast expecting me uh, to rail on somebody for what I've pointed out numerous times that they have done uh, you came to the wrong place this isn't the time for that people should be uh, people should be allowed to grieve and although I don't have any positive feelings about Kobe Bryant for real that should not cause me to prevent other people from grieving in their way Uh, because it's bigger than that it's about the impact that this man has had on my community. And the fact that he has had such an impact on my community and the fact that my community is so heartbroken by the loss of this man and by the loss of this man's daughter, that breaks my heart. I'm heartbroken. So I don't feel good. I don't feel good about this loss because my people don't feel good about it. I'll, I'll, and if they consider it an L, I consider it an L. I'll, I'll piggyback by saying that I, much like Oz, have um, taken great pleasure in in cheering against Kobe as much as his fans have taken in cheering for him. And I recognize that those are both two sides of the same coin. It's it's nothing that I've ever taken personally or meant 
personally, per se, because the fact of the matter is I never knew the man personally. Right. And his actions never affected me. Um, but for me, it's you know part of the part of the game of cheering for and against people. Um, you know, it was just it was just fun at the time. Um, realistically, though, it again piggybacking what Oz said, there are people who are greatly affected by it, and and I believe people should be allowed to grieve in whatever way they see fit. Because I am not one to judge how someone is affected by someone else. I could only imagine that even if, even though Michael Jordan was my favorite player at, at the time, growing up, if something tragic would have happened to him during my formative years, who's to say I wouldn't feel the same way that a lot of Kobe's fans feel? Um, but even more so than that. Um, I, I do feel very badly for Vanessa Bryant and the Bryant family. Facts. Because they lost uh, a father, a husband, a sister, and a daughter all in one, you know, all in one moment. Um, and I would be remiss if I did not mention that my thoughts go out to the families of the other unnamed people who were also in the helicopter as well. Because those people have families who did not see them come home today either. And it's just a reminder to all of us that, you know, even even though I've talked a bunch of shit about Kobe, the the one thing that I will recognize in anyone, whether I I love him or hate him, cheer them or boo them, is I have a profound respect for anyone who recognizes their craft and their talents, and pushes themselves to achieve at at the highest level in whatever their chosen craft is, and I and. If if I applied the same ferocity and tenacity to my own personal talents that he did to his, quite honestly, I would be in a different place than I am right now. And I'm, I'm just being real on that. Um, but, you know, to everyone that's been affected by it, um, please feel free to grieve however you want. Take comfort in, you know, those close to you and, and tell someone you love them because you never know. And there's two sides of that. Don't. You don't have to be super vocal about it because you want to respect other people's feelings like you like you want them to respect yours. But don't feel pressured to grieve either. Right. Sometimes you can shut the fuck up and, and get out the way and allow other people to grieve however they want to. You, not everyone has to make a statement on something. Right. You know. Um, I, I should also go ahead and um, go ahead and mention how nasty TMZ is. TMZ, as it turns out, imagine imagine your family getting the news that their matriarch, their patriarch, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, patriarch, excuse me. It's already setting in, guys. Um that the that their patriarch has died. Their patriarch and their and and a daughter and a sister have died with the rest of the world. Yep. That's the nature of our world today, though, man. Um, That's nasty. Information is immediate. Um, I And I kind of timed it out. Like, I basically started receiving texts about it maybe 20 minutes after it happened, you know? Y'all, stop trying to kill Rick Fox. 
He all right, y'all. Stop trying to kill him. <laughs> Everybody's trying to kill Rick Fox. Yeah. Rick Fox wasn't even in the helicopter. Yeah. He wasn't even there. Yeah. Like, his his daughter was like, he good? I was just on the phone with him. He good. <laughs> like, several people on Twitter were, were that were close to Rick Fox were like, I just talked to this nigga. He all right? I'm on the phone with him right now. Rick. <laughs> you all right, man? This nigga just hit me with a cash app, dog. Y'all keep me the fuck alone. <laughs> Um, <coughs> yeah, quit trying to kill Rick Fox. Quit trying to kill people on the internet, man. They did shit to you, bro. Oh, man. Um, even if it is Rick Fox. Um, <laughs> <coughs> excuse me. No, seriously. Um, we're glad he's okay. But, um, yeah, TMZ is nasty, man. Like, uh, just imagine... And then imagine what it's like to get half of that story mm-hmm. the way TMZ dropped it. Yep. And then be like, we're still investigating. Fuck you mean you're still investigating? You what you you saw fit to drop this shit? Come on, come on, what you got? Imagine getting the worst news of your life through a reach a retweet. Bruh. Bruh. That's nasty. TMZ nasty, bro. And it, it, let me tell you, I've always commended them because they've improved light years since, like, like post Michael Jackson. Like post Michael Jackson, I feel like the world took the paparazzi and that whole world in a different light. So TMZ had to, TMZ had to make some changes. Um, having said that, this was a nasty move, Harvey. Fuck you very much, bro. Um, I'm so glad Van Lathan got the, got the fuck away from there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so condolences to, um, condolences to Vanessa, condolences to the family, anybody, and really just anybody, the fans, um, people had a very emotional response to Kobe. Um, so anybody who was genuinely affected by this, anybody who needs, feels they need to grieve, man. Look, seriously, jokes and bullshit aside, um, open up with somebody. A lot of people are going through this shit. A lot of people are reeling from this news. Don't be afraid to talk to somebody. It seems silly, it seems silly at first glance because it's a celebrity. Don't let that hinder you. Open up with somebody. Talk to somebody. If you need to, tell somebody you appreciate them and love them. Because you really you you it it sounds cornball in this day and age, but you genuinely don't know. Genuinely don't know, man. Like just last night, LeBron passed him for third all time on the scoring list. Just last night, and now, and now this, and now this, you know, he's got to be wrecked. Oh yeah, they, there's video of LeBron getting off the plane in Los Angeles, and he's in tears. Fucking hell, man! You know? Damn. And y'all stop that. Y'all stop that trying to capture these little emotional moments, man. That's nasty, too. This video of, like, the crash going around. Mm. Nasty. Yeah, I ain't got time for that. Don't let me, and don't let me see it on my news feed because I'm going to find you and slap the shit out of you. That's all I got for Kobe, man. Because um, I'm going to get emotional in a minute. Um, uh, f- thankfully, we got some some positive shit going on. Coco Golf, tennis player. Yep, yep. Fifteen years old. 
Black girl. Black girl beat Naomi Osaka. Hey, another black girl. To become the youngest to be the reigning winner in the Australian Open. Hey, hey. So, if somebody's going to surpass us, it needs to be us. It's got to be us. <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. I love it. I, and, and Let's see. Naomi Osaka's like 18, 19. And like she's not even 20 yet herself. So we, you know, and Coco's 15. What's dope man. is that we got a whole generation of Serena Williams is coming up now. Man. Serena Williams just won her first joint since becoming a mother. Damn. She just won her first open, um, her first tournament. So tennis is our sport now. We're running this shit. As a matter of fact, Coco Golf, Naomi Osaka, Serena Williams, I'm bringing it back. Um, salute these black women. Hit them with the air horns. Um, who else? What else positive have? Um, oh, um, uh, Angela Davis. Yeah, got inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame. Just now? Just, just now? Just this month? Wow, that's how, a long time coming. That's what I'm saying. They should have done that the first year they opened. Like I'm always talking about how like Stevie Wonder should have been getting his flowers at the BET Awards. Yeah, and I feel like the same case. Um. Angela David, when we talk about when we talk about women making progress for women, Angela Davis needs to be one of the first names out of your mouth. Yep. Um, but uh, better I'm, as we're learning, which is the point of me doing flowers while they're here. Better late than never. So uh, congratulations to Angela Davis. Let's go ahead and hit Angela Davis with the air horns. Um, let's see. Uh, what else is going on? Not a lot of at first glance it was not a lot of mess. You know, I've gotten I've gotten more and more into the mess. Um uh let's see. Uh congratulations to Erica Mena and uh Safari Samuels. They have finally tied the knot. Oh. Um I'm congratulating that. Uh Randall is lost because he does not venture into the love and hip hop categories. Wait, Safari used to date Nicki Minaj. Yes. Erica Mena used to fuck everybody. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Okay. That's I'm correct. You got it. I'm caught up. Formerly married to Bow Wow. Okay. Okay. That's, there you go. All right. There you go. Okay. You connected it. Very good. Um, I'm saluting this because Erica Mena, Erica Mena Samuels now, is a bird of the highest order. <laughs> Eagle, Phoenix, Maltese Falcon, Bird. Safari Samuels is the male version of a bird. Whatever, whatever you, whatever women call niggas, to call them a bird, Safari Samuels would absolutely, absolutely be that. I am a. Hundred percent proponent of birds of of a feather flocking together forever in holy matrimony. Congratulations, you two! Y'all are each other's problem now. Uh, what else do I want to touch on? Umar slander. Oh, I'm I'm awake now. Umar Johnson. I'm awake. I'm here. Umar's back, y'all. The Breakfast Club had him on again. First of all, I want to. I, I just want to reiterate 
that Lakeith Stanfield was right about the Breakfast Club being nasty because this is like the fifth time they've had this motherfucker on. They keep giving this motherfucker a platform. They don't. They don't apparently get enough good ratings from reasonable people being on there. No, no. As a matter of fact, they make reasonable people unreasonable. Like they really, they really dragged all that uh, Gucci Man shit out. <laughs> In a, like a fucking loving hip hop episode, bro. Um, so Umar has, Umar is back in the news and. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna bring up the soundbite. It's not worth it. Basically, he said he came back with a conspiracy. That what? I, okay. There were random sounds coming from the other side of this building. Okay, fair enough. Um. Basically, he said that they had to free Meek Mill. No, I'll give it to you. They had to free Mill in order to kill Bill. That's his conspiracy theory. That they had to free Meek Mill in order to incarcerate Bill Cosby because they couldn't have two Philly niggas locked up together or else the whole of America would be looking at the Philadelphia penal system. Here's why that's stupid. Um, I think I think at this point we can stop with the conspiracy theories because we know by now white people don't need to distract us. White people don't need to uh, dress it up. They don't need to sugarcoat it anymore. They want us to know that they are the dominant motherfuckers on this earth. And they don't have to distract us. They can just do shit. And it won't be shit we can do about it. If they can shoot us in the street, you think they can't lock us up too? I, I think he also overestimated how much people really care about Meek Mill. Like nobody, <laughs> <laughs> nobody's gonna look at Meek Mill like, oh, they got Meek Mill and Bill Cosby at the same time. Oh, nobody. Oh, who's next? Nobody. Obama? No. Ain't hey, nobody give a fuck about Meek. No. As a matter of fact, nobody gave a fuck about Meek until he got out of prison. The difference is, is that. Uh, people petitioned for Meek Mill to get a new case based on um, inconclusive evidence that was weak to begin with. Facts. Uh, on the flip side of that, Bill Cosby did that shit. So, 100%. <laughs> so, uh, it wasn't really a conspiracy, sir. It was just, unfortunately, it was actually the justice system at work. Apparently, the justice system worked for a change. Wow. Stop clock. Stop clocks right twice a day. Um, what else is going on? Oh, uh, Lena Waithe. Uh, apparently, she's getting a divorce. No, Lena Waithe been cheating. <gasps> Gasp. Um, let me just say, nobody should be. Nobody should be really amazed. She got a cheating face. <laughs> how you? How you do? How you do the light skin squint and you ain't really light skin? <laughs> first, first of all, Lena Waithe looked like she stole a mini of a, a mini motherfuckers gal. Look, man, she got a fuckboy fade. <laughs> Y'all seen that Caesar? <laughs> fade so clean. Lena, Lena Waithe definitely had 
she definitely had her hand in somebody's pocket, is in a in a chick's back pocket. Talking about yep. where you, you know, you know that move where they grab the belt loop. Talking about where you going? Look, she got a drawer full of good wife beaters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she got formal wife beaters, this bitch. You know she's, you know she's cheating, man. Oh shit! Oh man, Lena Wave, Lena Wave is that chick that if I found out. If I found out my girl knew Lena Wave, that ain't your girl. That it one, that ain't my girl. <laughs> and if it still is my girl, we need to have a conversation. Yeah, by the time it's too late. Exactly. If I if, if the hug lasts too long at the function, mm-hmm. catch an Uber by myself. Yeah, I'm just like just chalk that one up. <laughs> that it ain't life threatening. That'll fuck a nigga night up. Yeah, just have Lena cash at me my half. <laughs> Um, but uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh, um, okay. Let me go ahead and point this out. So, I've been very excited about ESPN Plus because they got UFC coverage. Yeah. Um, here's what I'm not happy about, and I I know of course they have to promote a big fight when it's coming up. I don't like all the attention that they are giving Conor McGregor. I don't like, they are really, it feels like Dana White and ESPN um, are really trying hard to sell Conor McGregor as the next big thing. Uh, See, my thing with UFC is, UFC is more WWE than WWE is at this point. They've, in, in recent years, they've really honed in on people who are characters more than anything mm-hmm. and Conor McGregor has probably been the biggest character they've had in the last few years outside of like the Diaz brothers and a couple of other people yeah. and you know last time we've seen, last couple of times we've seen Conor McGregor he got his ass whooped yeah he got waxed so they definitely had to put him in a position to, to where they can make him you know the clown prince again and they, they just you know they basically treat him like John Cena or some shit you know they just they're just gonna make him the figurehead of the sport even if he's Kind of mediocre at this point. Hella mediocre, actually. I mean his his little victory speech was very his victory speech was very humble. He could because he couldn't believe he won that shit. Yeah, and he knows he knows very well that the next person that comes up to him could give him those hands. And, That's a waxing, and it's it's actually a loss for UFC when he loses because somebody boring is gonna whip his ass. Yep, and you know somebody's not gonna give him no coverage. Yep, and they're not gonna be fighting with the bus or whatever. Yeah. So they they love they thrive on that shit. Dana White is always trash anyway. I would say Dana White. We already know Dana White has no scruples. Um, Dana White would pull motherfuckers out of the audience to fight if he could. Um, so it shouldn't be a surprise. It's just I, y'all ain't gotta. I don't want ain't nobody really just checking for the next big racist superstar, right? <laughs> um, you know, you know, y'all can chill. Um, until he fight, until he fights one of these real niggas. Yeah, John Bones Jones and that bitch. They don't want that. That's it. It's just John Bones Jones. Anybody who will break their foot whooping your ass literally broke his foot off your ass. <laughs> that's a problem. Um, so. Uh, yeah, shout out to him. Fuck Conor McGregor. Um, who else? What we got next? Uh, oh, Delonte West. 
Oh. So this this one took a turn. This is this is actually kind of a sad one. Um, Delonte West, uh, formerly of the uh, a few uh, teams, Cavaliers, Mavericks, yeah, a few other teams, but most. Most people remember him from his time with uh, Cleveland and him allegedly smashing LeBron's mom. Yeah. Um, Celtics. Celtics. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, Delonte West apparently has had. Uh, I think he, I think this was said he was bipolar, maybe. Yes. Um, and has has had a bit of a downward spiral. To last time anybody saw him, he was homeless on the street, mm-hmm. wilding out, and. Apparently, he was seen in Dallas. There was some footage of him in a fight with some guys. Yeah. And some guys jumped on him, and they were they, like, "What?" The the footage I saw was nasty. They were they. He was on the floor beaten. He was on the ground beaten, and they were kicking him in the head and whatnot. And then I saw, of course, there was some footage of the cops having him in handcuffs. Uh, which didn't look much better to me, honestly. Um, this is a horrible thing, man. Like LeBron and anybody else, they ought to go find him, man. Well, I will say once anybody who called him a, a comrade in arms, I'm sorry to cut you off. That was okay. Need to go find him. Once, once the the video came out, uh, LeBron and a few other people, but LeBron in particular. Uh, did mention that you know he was going to seek him out and and try to get with him to see what kind of help he can provide because you know the it, it's you know some people find this shit entertaining but the reality of it is you know this is a person who's obviously suffering from um, a, a very severe case of mental illness and it's not all you know it's not all fun for him it's it's not really it's not anything that you could laugh at and. It's good to see that someone's at least looking to embrace him and reach out to him to see what kind of help they can provide. Because it, it has to suck to be that way. I, I can't imagine. And I, I've known people who have had to deal with, you know, being bipolar and having, you know, borderline personality disorders. Right. And they genuinely can't control who they become when the when the mania sets in. Yeah. So it's it's unfortunate, but hopefully he hopefully he gets some help soon. Man, you hate to see it happen to anyone. Yeah, definitely. Um, prayers for anybody close to him. If he has any family out there that's worried about him, um, let's let's lift them up in uh, love and positivity, and let's pray and let's pray for some clarity for that man. Um, uh, let's see what else have I got down here. Uh, oh. Royce, Royce to five nine. Oh yeah, and Yellow Wolf got some problems. Oh yeah. So the latest uh, Royce to five nine joint came out. Um, and uh, what was the name of the what was the name of the song? Overcomer. Overcomer. And Royce to five nine has has had some choice words for uh, Yellow Wolf, um, who. I've always considered to be who I've lately considered to be poor man's machine gun Kelly. Um, wow. <laughs> they look like they they look like they they came out of the same trailer park. They they really do. They, I'm just keeping a buck. They really do. 
And uh, if if we want to go over to, do we have those lyrics? We have those lyrics. Um, Yellow Wolf, this is your first and your last pass. I ain't going to put it on blast. Your punk ass know what this is about. You think it's about being loud or trying to be hostile till you get found face down on the ground outside Kid Rock House. Oh my God. Uh, Royce don't don't miss words at all. And he mentioned mentioned without saying his name on the Joe Budden podcast um, that when they asked why he called him out, he was like, he know why. Yeah. And niggas, let me tell you something about Royce. We've talked about him before on this podcast. Yes. Um, and, and how Tory Lanez didn't want to smoke. He did not. And, and remember, Tory Lanez was quick okay. <laughs> to issue an apology. I will say that was a that was a, a tweet bot. It's cleared up. <laughs> Had a productive conversation. Um, let me tell you something. I don't fuck with niggas that speak as calmly. In beef situations, yes. as Royce the Five Nine does, yes. I don't beef with niggas who have bazookas. This just, nigga got a, a real bazooka, just as a principle, in his fucking house. You know, on the on the song, he also says, "Though you're a vulture pundit, I hope you get sober from this. Men lie, women die, so do numbers." And some people feel like that's a reference to Yellow Wolf bragging about a recently sold out Detroit show that he did. Um, where both Royce and Eminem are from, which you know he bragged about, and uh, it caught the it caught the uh, the ear of one Trick Trick. If you don't know who Trick Trick is, Trick Trick is the J Prince of Detroit, and Trick Trick was like, "Oh, you sold out? Cool, go go on and sell out another one then. Let's see what happens." Um, that sounded like not only a challenge but a threat. <laughs> so. <laughs> Simultaneously, <laughs> I don't know what you did, Mr. Yellow Wolf, but it, you need to, to you need to straighten that shit out. You need to come to an understanding. Get them tweet bots up very quickly. It's time for a come to Jesus meeting right now because nigga, all the wrong people are involved. A nigga with a bazooka is not who speaks calmly, mad calm, very matter of factly about that everything. That nigga told Joe. Did he say he don't know what it's about? <laughs> Also, I don't know what the what more there is to really say. He could really just shut the fuck up at this point. Yeah, yeah. He could really just shut the fuck up and let this die because I don't know what more there is to say to someone who said this is your first and last pass. First and last. Woo! You notice and and you notice that nigga um, Lord Jamar ain't had shit to, shit else to say about Royce the Five Nine. What the fuck he gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> You know this Vlad ain't had him on lately. Yeah. Well, Jamal can't even stand up without permission, man. <laughs> um, anytime Vlad won't even fuck with you, that's when you know. Um, what else is going on? Oh, okay. There was one other thing I wanted to speak on that I did hear. Um, Rory on the Joe Budden podcast. This is about Harry and Markle, Harry and Megan. Yeah. Where he was like where he was like, Well, if they're really denouncing the racism, then why don't they give all that money back? 
And I understood what he was saying. He was like, he was like, it's not a big deal to say that they're renouncing the royal family because they're not poor and they're going, they're moving into like a fourteen million dollar house or something. Fair enough. But they're like, well, if if you really denouncing the racism of the of the royal family and of the the whole situation, give the bag back. Here's my thing. It's a very white liberal thing to say. I, I hear what you're saying. R- right. I hear what you're saying. My personal justification, me myself personally, this money was built on the backs of slaves. Yeah, it's mine, nigga. <laughs> and that's why I was like, in no disrespect to him, it was a very white liberal thing to say. Yeah, it's easy for you to say, sir. Is right, and like, and my thing is, like, there was this nigga, there was this nigga who was cashing his check, who went to the bank to cash his check from a lawsuit. And they called the police on him. And they called the police on him, and now he's suing that bank. And he's about to get another bag. That paper. And I'm going to go to that bank, that branch, and cash that check. And I want and I, and I want my bills crisp. crisp. All of them. New. Pull up the truck. You know what I'm saying? I'll wait, for, I'll wait for the armored truck. I'm here. And so... Matter of fact, bitch, I'm going to let you count it out, too. Real talk. All day. I got all day. Mm. And here's and and so we say that to say that because of the complicated relationship black people have with racism in this country, there are some compromises that a lot of black people are willing to make, and we don't begrudge black people for that nigga. That nigga who got the cops called him on him at the bank. This man is about to create generational wealth <laughs> off, off of, of racism. Racism. <laughs> racism about to set his kids for life. Are you fucking kidding me? Talking about Meghan Markle ought to not, ought to not take the bag? What's wrong with you? I take the bag to spite the racist. Nigga. Because so they can say all day, well, that's my money, and I can say all day. You and you ain't gonna see none of it back. Name of it. I can say all day. Oh, you can say all day. Well, this is our. Well, this is our money they're using. Mm-hmm. And I can say all day. You ain't seeing no profit off of it. White people have built generational wealth off of the labor, blood, sweat, and tears of blacks. <laughs> so, if they ain't giving reparations, these are my reparations. Real talk. That's 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 not even that's not even speaking hyperbole. That's real real talk. That's reparations. She's just trying to get paid back for what they did to the Cold Crush. You know, Chrisette Michelle played this shit wrong. She was supposed to take that bag, get up there on stage, and say Trump sucked my dick. She just, and that's a whole other situation. Yeah. I won't even get into that this episode because I feel a way about kind of how we're revisiting that. Cause you know that's making the rounds again. Mm. I, I I feel a way about how we're revisiting that, and I've talked about it a little bit before on this podcast, uh, but I'll revisit that another time. Um, let's see, was there anything else? I, oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. So did I want to? Re- oh uh, no, no, this was gonna tie into this was gonna tie into something else. Okay. Um. Did I get everything, everything else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that's going to tie into something else. I'm going to okay. save that. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Um, what is my thing? What is my whole spiel? Sober conversations it's, with the least sober, sober team, team in podcasting. podcasting. Pour up. <laughs> I am so fucking drunk. <laughs> Uh, you, you need me to do the part where we come back in? We are back. Okay, you got it. We are black. All right. We are opinionated. <laughs> I am drunk. <laughs> I am drunk. It's always an interesting episode. <laughs> it's always an interesting episode when only one of us is fucked up. Hey, man, I'm sick. <laughs> no. um, oh, boy. It is time for White People Must Be Stopped. Skirt, skirt. Um... Uh, let's see. We're gonna. Oh, oh, oh good. we're gonna do the DeVos. Okay, Bessie DeVos has compared abortion to slavery. <laughs> this wench. Well, he brought back wench. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> fucking, fucking real life Dolores Umbridge. Damn. Oh man, who the fuck gave Chrissy from Three's Company a fucking job? the fuck out of here, bro. Um, so, she compared abortion to slavery and the abolitionist movement. Um, okay. She said Lincoln reminded... Am I, am I going too early in the quote? Okay. Uh, she, compared, she compared the opposition of abortion to Abraham Lincoln. He, too, contended with the pro-choice arguments of his day, she said. Um, they suggested that a state's choice to be slave or to be free had no moral question in it. Um, let's go. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> Those pro-choicers, quote unquote, and and pro-choice meaning pro-choice to be to have slaves or not. So slavery was a slavery was a choice, as we've we've already learned as, before. As Kanye has uh, graciously yeah. uh, reminded us. But in this case, slave owners had the choice of owning slaves or not. That was their moral decision to make. Um, and this is this is from uh, Politico. Yep, yeah, it's from Politico. Um, she said Lincoln reminded those pro-choicers, quote unquote. Uh, that a vast majority of Americans viewed slavery as a vast moral evil. Quote, Lincoln was right about the slavery choice then, and he would be right about the life choice today. Because, as it's been said, freedom is not about doing what we want. Freedom is about having the right to do what we ought. Uh, No, freedom is about doing what you want. Yeah, I, I do challenge... Her, her. Well, I, I guess that's a statistic, where she says that a vast majority of Americans viewed slavery as a vast moral evil. I think if you polled a bunch of people back in 1850, I don't think that most Americans at the time thought that slavery was yeah, bad. Yeah, I don't think that was as decisive as you seem to think it was. And you know how I know? They fought a whole ass war about it. Yeah, they went to actual physical violence over it. Anything goes to violence where one half of the country is fighting a whole other half of the country? Yeah. 
That's not as decisive as what you think it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's a slippery slope. Um, and just like if if you if I ask if I ask people now, I don't think the abortion thing is as decisive in your favor as you think it is. I'm sure I'm sure Betsy DeVos. Um, I'm sure she thinks it's divisive among the people that she talks to. Yeah, definitely. But nobody would sense. Nobody that would be on that other side of the argument would be caught dead talking to Betsy fucking DeVos. And there we have it. The ed- the the broad in education who does not want to visit a failing school to see how to uh, fix it. No, ain't nobody talking to her. What is there to say? I think, I, and that's why I think that's one of the things. I think the the other side of the fence. Vastly underestimates the people that want to talk to them. I think they think they're getting a side a, a, a side of the fence that they're not actually getting. They're just getting people that want to be seen talking to them. Because nobody that actually looks into this shit, nobody nobody wants to talk to Betsy DeVos. Ain't shit to say to her. Nothing. Yeah. She's like the. Was there a dumb golden girl? Like was like 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 was there a Chrissy? Like was there a dumb golden girl? No, I don't think. Okay, maybe not. There was not a dumb golden girl. I don't know, but if there was, she'd be that one. Um, like there, I don't think there was a dumb designing woman, but if there were, I think that would be Betsy DeVos. Um, yeah, that, that's that's ridiculous. Um, we do have a couple of submissions. We'll save those for next week. Uh, shout out to shout out to Chef Eversoft Allen. Uh, he always keeps us uh, abreast of how white people need to be stopped. Uh, send your racist stories, your racist uh, real life stories, along with your listener letters, along with your um, questions for myself and D. Randall, along with your questions for any of our guests. Send them to uh, opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Or you can go to opinionswhileblack.com, click the email me logo. It will open up a document for you, and you can simply type and send from there. Um, we'll be back to close it out with the top three STFUs. You are experiencing Houston's most savage podcast, Opinions While Black. Pour up. And we are back. Yep. We are black. Uh-huh. We are opinionated. Certainly. And I I, I think I am there. I, yeah, I, I got to check on you, man. I, <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, real quick before we do the listen later. So, to follow up from the Justin Bieber slander from, I guess it was last episode. Maybe it was last episode. I don't remember. Um... You know, he he dropped his video for that Yummy song. I have to say, this is another... It, we really sh- I really... You know, and I, the, the way I angle it, I really could have dropped this in White People Must Be Stopped. Because the way he dropped... <laughs> his rollout for the video was so garbage. And the video itself was so garbage. It was just him eating with a bunch of old white people. 
with that dumbass pink hair. And yeah. meanwhile, Megan the Stallion, shout out to Meg, most city in the building. Um, Meg had a better yummy video than Justin did. I, I was definitely appreciative of um, the content of her video. Uh, a breakfast at the hot girl house. All that slow, mo- all that slow motion girls in short shorts. Making eggs and cinnamon rolls and putting too much damn sugar in the Kool Aid. That was a lot of fucking sugar. A lot of sugar. That, that, my grandmother used to do that shit, man. The, the, w- did you see? The pitcher wasn't even full. It wasn't even full. There was as much sugar in there as there was water. You can't stir that. See, you know, you know what they did? My mom. See, my mom. This is how, this is why she got strong arms. My mom. She wouldn't even bother trying to stir it. She just take that whole bitch and and <laughs> and hold it down and just shake the fuck out of it. Damn. And that would be the that would be the stir. And there was still two inches of sugar. At the and still of it. two inches of sugar in there. That was like three. That was like three cups of sugar. And this is coming from a nigga who does not measure. I can't measure. I can eyeball that and say that's too much damn sugar. God damn. Hey, I bet that shit was good though. Megan didn't drink a drop of that shit. No, she let me didn't. tell you, because like, just from her Insta stories and like the regimen that she stays on, and she's always kind of in her friends' ass about what they eating. She didn't drink a drop of that shit. She didn't drink a drop of that shit, but she also didn't let the party stop. Um. So yeah, shout out to Megan. Shout out to black people, particularly black women. Uh, showing up and showing out and doing it better. You know what? One time for H Town, hit Megan the Stallion with the air horns. Um, we will. So uh, from there, uh, we do have a listener letter. Uh, from of all people, uh, our white people must be stopped correspondent, Chef Ibersol Fallon. In addition to in addition to being a caterer, he drives Lyft. Oh, nice. Oh, man. Oh, no, no. Uh, uh, Chef never saw a bag he couldn't secure. <laughs> he getting that shit. At every, at, at every turn. Um, on a small positive note, this is from Chef, just wanted to let you know that your playlist is a go-to for Lyft driving Friday, Saturday nights. Had a passenger feeling Tannerelle, I swear I'm ruining her name, uh, Tannerelle's Continuum, said, and I quote, she sounds like a chopped and screwed Billie Eilish. I replied, sir, you are not wrong. I have not heard Billie Eilish, so I don't have an opinion there. Okay. Um, I have not heard bad things about Billie Eilish. Um, But the important thing here that you need to know is that if you are a Spotify listener... Um, and you listen, and you're currently listening to this podcast via Spotify. Go ahead and jump over to that search engine. Type "Opinions Wild Black" featured music, mm. and you will find yourself a playlist of all the songs of the week, curated by myself. All the songs of the week that I've selected for this show, including the one you heard today. Uh, that's an interesting one. I, I never thought I had Big Sean on my playlist. Hey, hey. Um, but it jams, though. Um, 
uh, you will have the, you will have all those songs available. You want to look for anything that I've picked uh, for Opinions Wild Black anywhere else. Uh, you will find it there in our featured music playlist. Follow that. Subscribe to it. Let us know what you think. Tag the artist that you are listening to on social media, on Twitter. <laughs> they love that. Um, and with that said, we can go ahead and get into it. It is time mm. for the top three STFUs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Um, number three, Joe Biden. Again, Joe. I swear, and you know, I think, I think X. Oh, we do. Oh, we do have a listener letter thing. Well, I'll get to it after the top three. Yeah. Um, Joe Biden trying to go back to back. We about to rename the award after him. I was gonna say he might end up. Uh, we might end up hanging his jersey up. <laughs> Uh, this year, the way he going, uh, he's trying to go back to back. You know, he is the. For those of you who don't know, he is the recipient of the 2019 STFU Award, aka the Donald Trump, uh, the Donald J. Trump Award for Excellence in Douchebaggery. Uh, Joe Biden is back talking cash shit. This time about gamers. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's all. You know, he already said that dumb shit about black parents. Did we cover that? Yeah. The shit you yeah, said yeah. about black? Yes, okay. We did. Right. So now he's back talking cash shit about gamer culture. This is where I take issue. Um, And this is where I take issue with, you know, Derek Jackson was talking shit about us too. I'm going to slap shit out of him. <laughs> uh, y'all know how that goes. Um, Let's see. This is according to Business Insider. Democratic presidential candidate and former vice president. Joe Biden called video game developers, quote, little creeps, unquote, who make video games to teach you how to kill people in a recent interview with the New York Times. Yes. Um, if anyone would know about programming that teaches people how to kill people, it would be someone who works for the United States government. Look, Joe needs to measure his words carefully because a lot of these people will probably be com- controlling drones within the next few years. Real talk, no dead ass. Not only is the not only is the U.S. government so adept at teaching at teaching people how to kill people, they're so good at teaching you how to kill people. Once you graduate, most of the time, once you graduate from kill people school and go back to your home country, you usually turn around and try to kill us. That's usually how it happens. That's pretty much how it goes. Everybody that's ever taken a shot at us, they learn from you, Dad. So, uh, if I trust, if there's anybody I trust to know who's teaching who how to kill people, it would be one Joseph Biden. Yeah, it absolutely would be. Uh, look to thine own ass first, sir. And shut the fuck up. He's tanking this shit. I swear. I say this every week, but he's really... He isn't... He must... He's blowing it. It's performance art at this point. It's kind of unbelievable how he's fucking this up. Um, I'm a little... I, I'm actually... I'm actually impressed with how, with how stupid he is. I... It, I, I did... I did 
They'll just do anything. And and people are still backing it. They'll do anything to not run Bernie. Here's here's the worst part, y'all. Here's the worst part. For a while, Joe was seen as the uncontested, like, front runner to be the Democratic candidate. Um, if it came down to him versus Trump, we are fucked either way. I kind of feel like that, like because neither one of these motherfuckers are people that I'd want with their hand with their finger on the button. He is like the Democratic Trump. I said it. I just said that out loud. I mean, we're fucked. The only th- the only thing he really has going for him, as far as who you would vote in, is Barack Obama would be more likely to get through to Joe Biden than he would Donald Trump. I think I think Barack is done, man. You think he don't give a fuck? I think he's like, y'all can have this shit. He is in Hawaii. Yet, we ain't heard from Barry in a hot second. It's true. The last time we've heard, we only see, we see, we see Michelle more than we see Barack. We see Barack talking about Michelle. <laughs> this nigga ain't fucking with y'all anymore, man. And let me tell you, know what? And let me tell y'all something about Barack and Michelle. You know, it was recently Michelle's birthday. Mm-hmm. And they took those birthday pictures. Did you see that? Yeah. I saw it. <laughs> I wasn't sure before, but I'm sure now. Every clip has that one couple whose whole relationship is attributed to fucking. Anytime one of them gotta go, gotta go get some more ice for the party, and they just mis- and 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 the other one just gotta mysteriously go help them. They fucking if. If you wondering where they at and they late to the function, everybody just secretly knows they fucking. Yeah. If they had to go get some shit out of the car, they fucking. Because you know, for the whole eight years that he was in the White House, it was it was it was like, yeah, shit ain't really popping like that. After after looking at them photo booth pictures that they took for her birthday, Barack and Michelle fuck all the time. Barack be rocking that ass. I'm telling you what happened. I'm telling you. I know it when I see it. This nigga knee deep in the pussy. He quit his... If if I could quit my job... <laughs> and fuck you all day, I would. That's what happened. That's probably on his playlist. Um. Anyway. Joe Biden, just shut the fuck up, dog. <laughs> shut the fuck up, bro. Just stop. Stop. Or either that or or make us feel better about the stupid shit you're saying and pick up Elizabeth Warren as a running mate. And just she let, ain't doing that shit. And just let her make the calls. And let her make all the decisions, bro. She ain't doing that shit. But still. Um number two, somebody we have not had on the on the on the list in a while, Mr. Ebro Darden. Oh fuck him. Um, Ebro from uh, what is it? Thought ninety seven. Whatever it is. What's what else? Whatever. Gives a fuck. Um, Ebro in the latest stupid shit he had to say. Uh, basically he was defending Eminem. As you know, Eminem has a new album out, and of course, where there is a new Eminem album, there is the Eminem uh, hate cult that has to come out and tell you how much they hate Eminem. All the time, and Ebro defended Marshall by saying Eminem treats rap 
how black folks have had to treat life. Be five times better, work five times harder than everyone, and still not necessarily get respect. Now, you know, this is, of course, related to the old adage, you know, uh, be twice as good uh, to get half of what they, all that shit. I don't like the fact that everything about the fact that Ebro used this adage to describe a white rapper who has gone diamond. Mm -mm. Hold up. Hold up. Let me step in, man. Go for it. Um, First of all, let me let me just I have to start off by saying fuck Ebro. Fuck Ebro. Just on general principle as a record label and a crew. Um, Fuck him. Comb comb his beard. Comb Um, your beard. I mean, he's talking like like I wasn't there. When this shit was popping, you know what I'm saying. I was at the Gavin convention um, where Eminem was introduced to the world. I was on the elevator with that short nigga. You know, um, let me let me let me let me say this first. I believe Eminem is a talented rapper. Agreed. I believe he's a good rapper. Hundred percent. I believe he's also a very annoying sounding rapper. Hundred um, percent. But to say that he had to work five times harder. To get where he was, when I know, when I synced it myself, he was handpicked by Dr. Dre and put on the platform. He was picked by Dr. Dre at the height of Dr. Dre being Dr. Dre, and it was it was because he was all, he was an anomaly. He was a white boy who could quote unquote rap good. He wasn't better than most of the people that were his contemporaries. He's not better than Roy, Royce. The Five Nine is a much better rapper than than, than Eminem is. And Royce they're in the same crew. Him. And that's not that's not to pit them against each other. That's just fact. Royce is a better rapper than Eminem. In fact, his skin is what gave him the success that he had. He was able to cross over and do shit that other black artists at the time were not able to do. And for Ebro to say that he had to work five times harder and be five times better and to get all this respect and all this shit, does Ebro not realize that Eminem is the highest selling rap artist of all time? All time, all time. Ever. Does he sold twice as many records as Jay Z? He is the ninth highest selling musician in the Billboard era. So, a list where there aren't a lot of people of color. So, Ebro, the only the only people of color on the list higher than him are Michael Jackson and Rihanna. That's not a lot. And I'm surprised to see Rihanna. And, and and he's basically tied with Rihanna. So my thing is, like, why quit trying to champion people who don't need you to champion them. He didn't get there because he worked five times hard. He got there, quite frankly, because he's white. And he makes shock music. True. Be, be real, bro. True. That's why Ebro is trash, man. Y'all got to get him, though. I can't wait until Terrestrial Radio gets the fuck up out of here. I, and he gonna be the first one on that train because let me tell you something. And this is the reason we're so hard on Ebro. And this is the reason we're so hard on terrestrial radio. Thought Thought ninety seven tells you that they are where the culture lives, and they try to make they try to center themselves as this focal point for every for everything cultural in our culture in hip hop. Yep. Um, this is Ebro, who is at least half white Jewish, sitting next to a whole white Jewish man, 
first of all, nobody the culture doesn't live anywhere in the vicinity of a man named Rosenberg. Nope. Um let me tell you, and so here's my thing. And it's about this gatekeeper. We have to be we have to be very hard on and we have to be very concerned with who our gatekeepers are and who is curating our content. Terrestrial radio for years has curated our content. Yep. Whether it be whether it be through just genuine taste or through payola, whatever. Um and you're dealing with a and the fact that terrestrial radio is kind of secondary now, you're dealing with a much more savvy audience that sees through the strings, the puppet strings. And so we have to we have to look at these things differently. And we have to look at people like Ebro differently. Ebro is a clown. Ebro is a culture vulture of the highest order. And so we always have to be present <coughs> of the bullshit he's peddling and the fact and we have to keep him on his toes with the fact that he is a visitor in our culture. And as a visitor, you need you need to know better. Yep. You need to know better and you need to tread lightly. And those these are these are adages and sayings and words that need never come out of your fucking mouth. So just chill the fuck out. Or just shut the fuck up. Do that for me. You in shot ninety seven. Um number one. Number one person needs to shut the fuck up. And I do this with a heavy heart. It's Terry Crews. Terry Crews, oh, what the fuck are you doing, man? What are you doing? Um so basically, um, um, you know, he's now is now is he on the panel for America's Got Talent now? I don't, I don't know what he's what he's doing. Okay, I don't know. Um, basically, he was in the interview responding to. No, I think he was the dude behind the curtain, the one that whenever that like, makes so. Much I don't sense. think he's one of the judges. He's the nigga behind the curtain. Is like, ooh, I wonder what he's about to do. Oh, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, so. In response to Terry Crews, uh, well, in response to Gabrielle Union being fired from America's Got Talent for pointing out racism, basically, they Jamel healed her. Um, Terry Crews essentially threw Gabrielle Union under the bus. Mm. Um, he really had a moment to say something eloquent um, to uplift the black woman. Yeah. And he squandered it and basically was like, he basically said, you know, I've worked on the same show as she did, and I did not have the same experience um, that she had with those people. <coughs> and I felt like everyone treated me with respect. And, you know, when when it came out that she had complained about the show, I didn't know if I was going to, if I needed to react or say anything about it, talk to my wife about it. My wife was basically like, now nah, get your paper. So... I don't know anything about sexism or racism. Which is just the dumbest thing he could have possibly said. Here's my problem. And this is why what um this is why what Terry Crews said is so problematic for me. Um 
I just hate the fact that when he when he came out during the when he came out during the Me Too movement or during the whole when that Me Too thing was first starting, when he came out and admitted that he had been um, fondled and sexually assaulted uh, by a high-ranking executive in front of his wife, by the way. Um, and men like D.L. Hughley <coughs> and Tariq Nasheed raked him over the fucking coals and basically ostracized him and made fun of him which is exactly why black men don't come forward about these things. Black women showed up and showed out for this man. They were the only ones to do so. Black women defended him and was like, "Yes, you you have a voice too in this Me Too in this Me Too movement." Which they really could have just closed the doors on that and said, "No, this is our thing." But they welcomed Terry Crews and they welcomed his voice. And he really seemed to be standing, and he really seemed to be uh, receiving that well. And I think that without black women's support, he would not have um, been received the way he was. And so this is how he repays black women? By throwing Gabrielle Union under the bus? You know know what he could have easily done? He could have easily just said, um, you know, I've, I've worked on the same show and while my experience was not the same as hers, as someone who himself has had to come forth with allegations that were uncomfortable to discuss, I feel like she should at least be heard and, and you know, and listened to openly about her experiences there. And then step back and shut the fuck up. That's, that's, the, that's the worst that you could do, sir. That's it. Just say, hey, I don't, I don't know, but at least listen to her, because people didn't want to listen to me at one point. That's all you got to do, man. That's and and it's it's just nasty, and it shows why black women don't trust us, and why black women don't feel protected by us, because this is a textbook example of how black women stood in the gap for this man. And defended this man wholeheartedly and did not receive the same love in return. That seems elementary to me. And I feel like somewhere along the way, Terry Crews, and I think what's most disappointing and the reason that he's getting lambasted about this is because somewhere along the way, Terry Crews, you feel like he knows better. He does, man. You feel like he's educated enough on these positions and enlightened enough on these topics where he ought to know better. And it's a blatant it's a blatant chase for the bag. And that's nasty. And I, it's, it's very disappointing. And this is why I did this one with a heavy heart, but we really had to open up about um, why, why that was ugly and why that was nasty. Um... Terry Crews, shut the fuck up, man. Go fuck yourself. For real. For, uh, in this case, for real. Now, will go, I say that to this man's face? I won't. Go fuck yourself and file allegations against yourself, too. <laughs> Shit. Um, a couple of things we missed before we before we say uh, farewell. 
Um, one, I'm sure I had a, I said something I was going to tie this into, but we do have to talk about this. Ralph Lauren, Ralph Lauren, excuse me. Um, Ralph Lauren had to had to uh, apologize because they co-opted Phi Beta Sigma's letters. A black fraternity, a black Greek organization, they co-opted uh, Phi Beta Sigma's letters and incorporated them into their new pants collection. Not only that, they put some Masonic shit on there too. Yeah. Which all of this is mad problematic. These pants ain't even good looking. They look they they're some old fucking cool outs. They, they look cheap. Some shit look like off the great debaters. That shit looks airbrushed. Mad airbrushed. And yeah. It, it doesn't even look good. And I don't understand what aesthetic they were going for. Um and, and they had to. They had to. I think they had to pull this. They they released they, it. Oh, they they definitely pulled that shit. Yeah, they had to pull this. And <clears throat> oh, that's what I was gonna mention. That's why I was gonna mention it. I feel like because I felt like UFC and ESPN are selling Conor McGregor yeah. and his racism the way Ralph Lauren is selling this shit. It's shock. Yeah. It's gonna get their name in the search engines. Yeah, and. And and we're t- and then we'll be talking about it, and people that want to buy this shit um, are gonna secretly buy this shit because white people ain't worth a damn. And as a as a as a person who admittedly purchases polo at clearance prices, mind you, um, I'm, I'm personally shocked and offended again, and reminded that. I'm offended by how fucking ugly these cool yeah, outs are. They are they are ugly. Like you could have just had just regular ass chinos with no nothing on it and it would have been fine, but you wanted to, you know, have a child scribble some shit on there. This is nasty. I don't like this. And at sell all. that shit for three hundred? Is three hundred man, get the fuck out of here. Y'all crazy. Um y'all crazy and y'all crazy letting this ride. If I see you on the street with these pants on, I will slap the shit out you. Um, not only because it's racist and wrong and terrible, but because these shits are ugly. Y'all didn't even use Phi Beta Sigma's colors. They didn't even use Phi Beta Sigma's actual blue and white colors. They had this ugly, earthy, maroonish kind of joint going. But you know what's wild? I bet there was at least one nigga from Phi Beta Sigma like, I'm gonna get them pants though. He gonna he gonna get his ass whooped in blue and white. I'm telling you now. He gonna he gonna go he gonna go to the next Texas Greek picnic. Get his ass whooped. Uh, just uh, right alongside that that kappa that was trying to teach Boozy how to shimmy for Boozy Bash. Uh, um. Oh, and and as far as listener layers, we did miss it. We do have a uh, question from Xavier Hunter, who asks. Uh, I think this is for the both of us. What is the last show or movie y'all hate watched? Oh. Oh wow. By that I mean you watched it out of spite and with the lowest of low expectations. Wow. Oh, right? I got caught off guard with that one. Cuz there've been so many. Um the first thing that comes to mind for me is the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um but no, nah, that's an easy one. Um Wow, hate watch. I'm going to let you go first. Um Now officially I really stopped religiously hate watching shit back during Smallville 
Because that shit was butt cheeks. Ooh, I couldn't even make it through that. Man, that last season, that was some hate watching. Uh, but I think recently, I peek in every now and then to watch an episode of Power mm-hmm. to look for shit to make fun of and how stupid it is. And you know, now they're on this whole who shot JR, I mean, who shot Ghost uh, bag. Where we don't know if Ghost is dead, but they just each 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 episode is kind of saying farewell to a character, yeah. But also, kind of scratching them off the list. Well, they didn't shoot Ghost, and they said goodbye to Tommy, uh, 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 Ghost white boy homeboy, who he's been at war with this whole season. Never watched an episode, y'all. Um, I hate watch this episode. It was so stupid, y'all. And this white boy really trying to convince us that he a white boy from the hood. And he's clearly studied. I studied Hamlet at Cambridge. One of these white boys. And so watching watching him be hood is hilarious. This motherfucker found some evidence on a SIM card. Some evidence to apparently him maybe murdering somebody. And he ate the fucking SIM card. Oh, okay. He uh, ate the he ate a SIM card. You know, you can just burn it and. I mean, he took. There was a flash drive that he took from this little girl, and he stepped on it. Cool. Then he takes the SIM card, put it in his mouth, and just started eating it. Huh? Uh... After which he jumps in his car. And drives off to presumably California, where he's gonna start a new business. But and just randomly drives off to Warren G's regulators. You know that's going to come out badly. All of it, I, I, I was say it, that's it, not gonna sit well. It, it does not digest well because there's a lot of copper in them SIM cards. Yeah, no, that's 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 you know, that's gonna give him problems. He's not gonna make it to California. I know what I hate. Watch. Um, and this is just kind of an industry as a whole. Um, growing up, I was a huge fan of professional wrestling. Um, oh yeah, yeah, going, yeah. Going back to the Mid South wrestling days and and um, WCCW, which became WCW, oh, wow, and yeah. then the whole Attitude Era with WWE. And you know, around the the early two thousands, I kind of like, yeah, this shit is kind of corny. Same. I'm a I'm a I'm a fall back from it. Um. Man, but you know, I, I still watch it, man. I, it's 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 terrible, it's fake. Of course, it's you know. I, I mean, everyone knows at this point it's scripted, and it's men in tights like throwing each other around. It's telenovelas for, for athletes. Yeah, it's 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 stunt man ballet. Stunt man ballet, I love it. And for some reason, I still watch it. I complain about it. And still watch it every single week. I have no idea why. Oh wow! At the time of this recording, I'm missing the Royal Rumble, and oh, this Royal Rumble. It's terrible, but I just I still watch it. Sometimes just to talk about how terrible it is. Wow, that's a hell of a hate watch. That is that is me. But you know what? I I did some uh, production work for them up till around two or three years ago. And I do have to say, from a production standpoint, it is one of the most impressive things that I've ever seen. Huh. Imagine imagine a touring circus that tours 
250 days a year. They do five days a week. Yeah. And they stay on the road and they break down and set up every single night. It's the 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 production value and the scale of it is amazing, and you won't see anything like it. And they are some of the most professional people ever to work with. But watching that shit is hilariously bad most I, of the time. I think that outdo. I, I think that outdoes my uh, hate watching power. Hey, because power is. Just, I mean, power is just bad. You can't even give it credit for the production or anything. It's just horrible. It's bad. It's so bad. Like, the women on this show, I don't believe any of them being a being a being a dope boy's woman because they weaves ought to be better. I I I I've kind of weaned myself away from hate watching for the most part. Um, Same. I think I might Power once in a while. I might actually watch that Tyler Perry Netflix movie just to feel better about myself and my life. I think that's going to end up being something I live tweet. That's going to be a live tweet coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, that might have to be. Um, as a matter of fact, we'll see about that. D. Randall, have we done a podcast? We have made it through the podcast. We definitely made it through this podcast. Um, Team Oz, thank you so much, as usual, for your uh, endless love and support. Um, let's just focus on building the support just even by a person or two. Just if you can get, if you can get a person or two listening to opinions while black. Somebody just hit me up and was like, "Man, I have to admit, you my homeboy, and I follow everything you do, and you know, I click like on everything. I've never listened to an episode." I, she was like, "I listened to an episode recently, and now I'm going back and binging everything." She listened. Her first one was uh, "What's in this margarita?" Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so she came in on interesting. Wow. Okay. Um, I apologize for that. Um. And, and well, no, that was you. Well, no, that was okay. That was me. That was me. I apologize yeah. for that one. I apologize for that one. And uh, Euphonic probably does not apologize for that one. Um. But that's the kind of thing I'm talking about, man. Thank you so much for taking a chance on me. Um. You could really be listening to anything on your lunch break, on your commute at work uh, but you take a chance on opinions while black and that means everything to me and let's just keep that positivity and support going in 2020 um, merch coming very soon um, after dark coming very soon the studio space we're, it, it's a work in progress it's almost there um, ideally we will be we, we can be recording um, at least I will, hopefully at least before March because I definitely want to yes you know I want to do a special thing for uh, we'll get him in there yeah we'll get him we'll in get him in there um so other than that man I guess that's it this has been episode 74 74 god damn yeah episode 74 of Appears Wild Black we will see you next week with more foolishness and fuckery until then I have been Oz I am D. Randall and as always forever in parting Titties.